Given that we're tired of all of that, um, we've instead watched one of the worst yellow filter for the Middle East, blue filter for America movies ever made in history. Mm. That's right. It's Ridley Scott's 2008 thriller based on a novel, Body of Lies. Please cue in the Black Hawk Down music here. <laughs> it's a, so, it's it a two hour own long. Bra- it's own brand Syriana. <laughs> I was going to say that it's mm. basically Syriana meets The Hurt Locker, yeah. uh, but also with some really... Cause the Hurt Locker was nothing if not like a masturbatory exercise in location shooting. And this film is hilarious in the sense that it's Middle East location shooting is quite good, but it's everywhere else location shooting is ridiculous because as we yeah. will learn in this, as this episode goes on, yeah. both Manchester and Amsterdam are actually in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. My, favorite, no my favorite part of that is something only I would notice. And that in the Amsterdam scene, they literally have just an American fire truck that they've painted the stripes that Dutch fire trucks yeah. have. On. Yo, yo, I grew up in Little Manchester, Baltimore. <laughs> oh, God, it's too many accents. No more. So it's a two hour long divorce fantasy. Oh, based is on it a- ever two fucking hours long? <laughs> Mm. Based on a fiction novel by Natsek Neocon crypto spook, crypto spook, quote unquote, journalist, David Ignatius. So we're just going to review mm. the author a little bit first. Ignatius moved to Wash. By the way, um, can we get a sound effect for when we're certain that this guy's just a member of the CIA? Yeah. Ignatius <laughs> yeah, just, was just a monk like scholar. <laughs> so can Ignatius- we have a, can we have a clip of like Pete Buttigieg saying something? <laughs> mm. Ignatius moved to Washington as a journalist for the Wall Street Journal, where he covered the Justice Department, the CIA in the Senate. He was then sent to the uh, Middle East. It's to- David Ignatius. Ignatius. Sorry. Yes. I, just, I didn't yes. connect the dots from Ignatius. your pronunciation because I, I know I the know. name. Yeah. It's David Ignatius. Ignatius. Yeah. So Ignatius moved to Washington um, uh, as a journalist for the Wall. Yes, yeah, the guy from Conspiracy of Dunces. Uh, moved mm. to Washington as a journalist for the Wall Street Journal, recovered the Justice Department, CIA, and the Senate. And Ignatius was the journal's Middle East correspondent from 1980 to 1983, during which time he covered the wars in Lebanon and Iraq before t- returning to Washington in 84, mm. becoming chief diplomatic correspondent. So just to connect the dots here, you professionally cover the CIA in Washington, and then you get sent to the Middle East to hawkishly cover places where America desperately wants to intervene. I'm sure you have never, you know, joined that particular organization. And and Mm. then write a bunch of spy thrillers. Uh, Yeah, no, it's great. So, uh, in fact, uh, why I, I was just reading a little more about him. Uh, most of the coverage of Ignat- most of Ignatius's coverage of the CIA has been criticized as being always re- like defensive and positive. <laughs> so um, amazing. Uh, one forty-two-year uh, CIA veteran and Johns Hopkins professor uh, said Ignatius. Uh, as called Ignatius the, quote, mainstream media's apologist for the CIA, citing as examples his criticism of the Obama mm. administration for investigating the CIA's role in the, in the use of torture and his charitable defense of the agency's motivations for outsourcing such activities to private contractors. Awesome. So, it sounds cool. Yeah, I love it when they privatize the CIA. Yeah. Um, do you, think, do mean, you think the torturers were on zero hours contracts? Mm. You, get a, you get a text from your boss saying, yeah, we're going to need you in at one today. Yeah. Waterboarding yeah. brought to you by G4S. Yeah, they're, it's, they're all all getting earned income income tax credits. It's great. Uh, they're they all they all are getting uh, 
what do you know what it is? There's they they have to go and extract confessions from um, someone who went to an underprivileged university and is starting a business in. Uh, <laughs> Wait, they they get paid by the confession. Yeah. Uh, so here I also have a, I also have a little snippet of one of his articles. Alice and I spent uh, last night looking for some of these. Mm. This is from his article from 2014: How ISIS spread in the Middle East, and it's going to really inform, I think, how we watch the film. How we watch the film. Mm. He starts he starts his his article in a fucking Gladwellian sense. Oh no. It is perfectly true as the philosophers say that life must be understood backwards, but they forget the other proposition that it must be lived forwards. This observation was made in 1843 by the Danish philosopher Soren Kierkegaard in a journal entry, but it might have been written about the contemporary Middle East. Shortly yeah. before he said, we must put the Muslims in special camps to teach them how to be yeah. Danish. Like, Th- thanks, David. Yeah. yeah. The, the other you. thing I came across reading through his back catalogue, well, there were two things. One thing was a week apart, two columns. One, uh, in protecting the Kurds, score one for American democracy. And then a week later, Trump's betrayal of the Kurds is an outrage. <laughs> But the other thing that I found is that he calls everything a Sputnik moment. That's his favorite thing. China using AI is a Sputnik moment. China launching a submarine is a Sputnik moment. He, yeah, mm. it, it's great. Mm. A submarine is like the opposite of a satellite, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, not if not if you're a, a, a philosopher, warrior, monk, definitely mm. not CIA agent David Ignatius. I can't believe we're uh. doing Thucydides' trap house. <laughs> Thucydides Zoo. He, he goes on. Art of the Peloponnesian I, War. ISIS is mysterious in part because it is so many things at once. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's a spoon and a fork. <laughs> the spork. The spork of terrorist it, groups. It, it, it truly does slice and dice. It mm. combines Islamic piety and reverence for the Prophet and his companions with um. modern social media platforms and encryption schemes. <laughs> it's, is this a new tech startup? <laughs> it's, vi- its videos blend the raw pornographic violence of a snuff film with the pious chanting of religious warriors. The group has the discipline of a prison gang, but also he's just doing like film Twitter shit, but for ISIS beheading. Videos. <laughs> he, he, he kind of is. He's like fucking uh, like movie Bob, but for beheading videos. Okay, I've watched the latest ISIS video, and to be honest, it's going to take me a few hours to take it all in. But can I say, first of all, film of the year? Yeah, release the Snyder cut of the ISIS video. <laughs> Director's cut. I, I, I like Frank script video. better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also the tactical subtlety and capacity for deception of the most skilled members of Saddam Hussein's intelligence service. <sighs> the story of ISIS teaches wow. the same basic lesson that emerged. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> yeah, why yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, why do you know anything about the fucking the, the, all of the like, these organizations they were talking about? Members especially. of the Iraqi intelligence service, which are just like six identical guys with identical mustaches, and the only things they know how to do is pull fingernails out of curds. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Me- Three of them always tell the truth. Three of them always lie. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. I, for one, am really confused why people with the, this kind of skill set would suddenly be involved in terrorist organizations. Surely it has nothing to do with the fact that, that the United States invaded Iraq with the help from the British and then decided, you know what we should do? Fire everyone in the state security services and the military. Debathification. Amazing. Uh, yeah. and, and now Paul Bremer is um, a mm. ski instructor in Colorado. So <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. <sighs> 
The Americans had their own fingernail guys. They didn't need these Iraqi fingernail guys, yeah. you know, coming in and undercutting their American labor. Look, it was a private equity decision. <laughs> it was McKinsey. Just, that's what Mayor Pete was doing. Fuck. That's exactly what Mayor Pete was doing. He was like firing all the people that went and joined I mean, ISIS. The, the, the they were busted th- the out by thing Jimmy is, Hoffa. Like, they, like they had union, union fingernail pulling guys. Th- th- this is Michael Moore ass, uh, like people's history of the United States stuff. But it really must be galling to have been a Bathist guy and have been trained by the CIA, to have been installed by the CIA, to have spent years pulling fingernails out of people for the CIA, and then to get fired by the CIA. Like, that just sucks. Especially by Pete, too. Oh, God. They send, oh, they, they no. send, they send this guy from regional, and it's this dick. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, flies in. So, yeah, yeah. The stor- the so, uh, Ignatius goes on. The story of ISIS teaches the same basic lesson that emerged from America's other failures in the Middle East over the last decade. <laughs> Attempts by the United States or Islamist rebels to topple authoritarian regimes in Iraq, Libya, and now Syria create power vacuums. The empty political space will be filled by extremists, which again, that's right. Everything up yes. to there no, in that paragraph and the thing has been is, right. right. Nobody could have predicted that aside from everyone on the left. Here's the thing. This mm. empty political space will be filled by extremists, right? We could have ended the sentence there and it would have been correct. Yeah. But because this is an article written in the Atlantic by a crypto spook, he doesn't mm. end the article there. Damn. He says, we fill by extremists unless the United States and its allies build strong local forces that can suppress terrorist <sighs> groups and warlords both. You love it. Oh, you know, we're going we're gonna, gonna get into this with the plot of the actual movie. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We just need to build Iraq, Pinochet. Mm, you know, God. just like the guy we removed. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, my If, if we release this mongoose to catch the snakes that we released, then we'll be fine. <laughs> and then if the mongoose gets out of hand, we can release these wild dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, until eventually, we just have to release um, you know, a, a foghorn Maximus to go and like yeah. bust mm. some fingers in the area. Eventually, we have to release the uh, 2007 John Travolta film, Wild Hawks. <laughs> so, later on, in this 10,000 word dog turd of an article Jesus. that I had to read for all of you people. He's, he discusses- he's, like, he's like Friedman, but somehow more malicious. Like Friedman is just like, the Arab street, I saw a billboard and I think that's good and it's nice and you can play golf in fucking Tehran now. Whereas this guy is just, it's the same aesthetic, but for, no, we have to have uh, a friendly blood dripping torturer instead. Yeah. It's that Well, that and also quoting fucking, like, undergrad-level yeah, philosophy yeah, at the yeah. outset. Mm-hmm. So he says, Because of the disorganization of the opposition and the sectarian character of Syrian society, the civil war got nastier after 2011. <sighs> it did... Inevitably, Syrian Very society nasty war. didn't have a sectarian character until... <sighs> Uh, sorry, uh, Ignatius's stupidity is breaking out. Like, yeah, not not to go full Rania Karlak, right? Like, not everybody was holding hands in a multicultural state before the Arab Spring, right? But a large part of why the then Syrian Democratic Forces and the Free Syrian Army and all of that became a collection of Islamist militias is... The United States and its allies training and funding and equipping a lot of the worst people in the country. 
Oh, Ignatius has a point about that, Alice. Oh, please. Inevitably, the opposition became more Sunni and proto-jihadist, and in 2012, yeah, it, it, I traveled... In- inevitably, the passive voice occurred, and there was <laughs> there was an officer-involved shooting. <laughs> I traveled... Uh, yeah, there was, there, there was a CIA-involved bombing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I traveled inside the country for two days with the help of the Free Syrian Army and came to the basic conclusion that absence, U.S. training and assistance to the moderate opposition, these problems would only get worse. You don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to understand why Assad allows ISIS to put down roots. He needed a threat to show the West why his regime survival mattered. He needed to demonstrate that there was a worse Syrian face than his own, that of al-Baghdadi, ISIS's leader. And if you are a conspiracy theorist, you would also note the strong intelligence connections that develop between the Syrian Muhabarat and al-Qaeda in Iraq during the Zarqawi days. Mm, You don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to work here, but it helps. So the, the end of his article is what if Assad actually did ISIS and America has to get way more involved? Yeah, what if al-Baghdadi was just um, Bashar al-Assad, but with a fake beard? Like, we yeah. don't know. Uh, oh, it's like the prestige. Yeah, anyway. you, you disguise that neck. You couldn't recognize Assad. Like, it's- I mean, you do realize mm. that, I mean, just as a detail, as a slight, slight detail, yeah. that, you know, Abu Musab al-Zakawi was from Syria mm-hmm. and- a number of people in his organization were Syrians. An even larger number of those people got put in prison because they got arrested by the Syrian security services during the you know the worst part of the Iraq Civil War. Guess what happened when the Syrian Civil War kicked off? What? Yeah. Alice, they- do you know this answer? <laughs> you probably do, right? Yeah. They. Um, uh, Bashar al-Assad released all of them. Yeah. All he was like, "Have fun, guys. Get the fuck out of the you know army-held areas." And mm. they went back to doing what they were doing in 2006, 2007, mm. which is terrorism. A lot of it. Being the subject like, for excellent films. F- f- funnily enough, he never bothered to release uh, any of his other bet noir, which was like anyone who possibly might have flirted with anything to the left of like democratic socialism. Yeah. Like, uh, Tadmor Prison was like half and half Islamist and suspected communist, and one half got released and the other half did not. Damn. Mm. Well, I mean, Bashar al-Assad, or as I call him, war crimes, Mr. Bean, um, I think (laughs) he could only really have been capable of doing ISIS if the Americans had been helping him. So if that's what the guy's copping to here, I'd be very interested to hear it. (laughs) That is exactly the kind of insane project that a CIA guy would come up with, like, what if we get Assad to make ISIS, and then we oppose ISIS and And Assad? it's the same kind of project that he writes into what becomes this fucking movie. Because i got to be honest with you, people that I know that spend a lot of time in Iraq... um, said that if you people you know the, the the media perception the cultural perception is these are two distinct things but basically after Zarqawi was killed in 2006 like the remnants of what his organization was those people are ISIS like that mentality that thought process that the philosophy they approached towards you know the way they did business that's all ISIS it never really ended it started mm. with the Iraq, with the US invasion of Iraq and it got it got formulated to the point where they basically wore out their welcome in the Sunni areas of Iraq because they did so much killing and terrorism. But that same organization basically became ISIS. So it's mm-hmm. safe to say that when people talk to this thing as though it just like it, it spawned like fucking Urukai getting dug out of the earth, uh, they're omitting the fact that so much of this owes to what happened post invasion and also the fact that, quite frankly, uh, this organization has been is far more contiguous than people want to put it out to be. They want mm. ISIS to be this new, unbelievable thing. But like, if you look at what was happening under uh, 
Al Qaeda in Mesopotamia, like it's no different than ISIS. Well, like for instance, every Syrian war take that's like, oh, ISIS are fighting against Al Qaeda, and I'm like, well, yes, it's sort of in that narrow sense, but that doesn't mean that there's not overlap mm. and that people don't move between yeah, those. Because it, AQI yeah. was never really a formal Al Qaeda organization, mm. and like it's it's way more complicated. The than Lib Dems that. come out in support of Al Qaeda because we have to stand <laughs> against hard ISIS. Look, uh, all, all I'm saying is, if we're out of the EU, we have to join something, and it may as well be Hayat Tahrir al-Sham. <laughs> mm. uh, Lib Dems winning in Raqqa. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, Ignatius's policy recommendation uh, towards the end of the article is that the U.S. go into Syria with force, quote-unquote, negotiate a political transition with Assad yes. to have a moderate pro-Western uh, government. Mm. Where, yeah, like Milo, you got it right. Syrian Pinochet. I mean, yeah. the, f- the funny thing is that pretty much his exact prescription is what Russia did successfully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. Oh, anyway, he's absolutely not a CIA guy. No, sir. No, not I, a CIA, I just not love a CIA the guy idea. in sight. I love the idea that there is a guy in, in Russia just reading the Atlantic and being like, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Just do that. Yeah. Let's just well, do that one. I feel like Russia CIA is like the kid with like very conscientious parents who like you know won't won't let it do all this really irresponsible stuff as like a child, and then Russia <laughs> is like the kid whose parents are like alcoholics and just let it do whatever. So it seems really cool at the time, but it's just going to grow up to be just like horrendous. I think the C- the, you've almost got it right. I think the CIA kid is the the very prim and proper Harvard educate like Harvard educated person, but who definitely like still just spends weekends torturing small animals. Mm. Mm. Can, yeah. we, can we talk about this this yes. film Let's talk about and the yeah. film's most incongruous plot point, which is, do you really think that anybody who works for the CIA would be some like hayseed from North Carolina? Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's introduce the film I and introduce say, our I characters, say, shall I we? Say, I, ain't I, no do, I do declare, boy, I'm a rooster. <laughs> Colonel so, Sanders of the CIA has a live and uh, breathe. Let's let's talk let's talk movie, Nate. You're right. We've done uh, sort of dithering for too long. I don't want to. It was Sorry, a bad Alice. movie. <laughs> Thank you.